Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. You know, Heather, I pushed the record button a little bit quicker than I was I was planning on. I caught myself uh, uh, unprepared. Uh, how you doing, Heather Shoemaker? I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. Um, surprised you myself know, I'm a little turning... bit. What's that? I surprised myself a little bit with the intro music. Okay, so uh, on to the podcast. Yes. Um well, I, I just thought I would share a little bit about some important goings-on in the, in the world of, at least my world of young children. Um, I don't know if you know, but I'm turning 50 this year. So this is, this is a big moment, and it's also the year that my childhood preschool turns 50 also. So a lot of good things got started back in 1969. You know, I've been 50 uh, since the end of January now, and, uh, and it, it's, it's not all, all bad. So, uh, so, so I guess welcome to both you and the preschool in the, in yeah, the coming yeah. months. But, you know, 50 is a nice uh, number to sort of celebrate and all. It means that you weren't born yesterday, maybe yeah. 50, 50 times 52 weeks of yesterdays. Um, anyway, I wanted to, since, since our, the school that I went to as a kid, it's not just because it's where I was as a child. It really is the inspiration of all my it's okay not to share, it's okay to go up the slide books. Mm-hmm. Those ideas came from the School for Young Children in Columbus, Ohio. And recently, one of the founders of the School for Young Children, which I'm just going to start calling SYC, so that you all feel in the know, that's what people call it, SYC, uh-huh. Um is that one of the founders died this year in her 90s. And I've been thinking a lot about Janet, Janet Stocker. Um, her co-founder is Lee Rowe, and they were both um, active in teaching when I was there. Uh, but Janet stayed on longer. She stayed on into the late 80s teaching at SYC. And because she was such a powerful and visionary woman, um, and she, if you're listening to this podcast, she has shaped your life, even if you've never heard her name or never um, never met her. So I wanted to take some time to just give a tribute to Janet and the ideas that she had for founding that preschool, um, because more than 30,000 people have been reading these books and founding their own preschools based on these ideas. So the legacy is just living on and on, and that's what good ideas do. So I wanted to introduce you to Janet. Before you do that, Heather, I want to I want to applaud you for coming up with this idea because I think in this in in the early learning profession, people come and go, and we lose track of some of the founders and innovators and important voices in the field sometimes. And I I love the idea of podcasts being able to to honor those people and 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 carry on their memories. So. Um, I'm, I'm glad we get to do this, and I and I hope our listeners appreciate that too. Um, so tell tell us all we need to know about Janet. Well, I wanted to just um, um, 
start by reading a little something that was written by her successor, because after Janet and Lee were co-directors and founded SYC, um, they moved on, and the second director of the school, Jan Waters, um, is, wrote some things that are very, I think, will sum up um, what I'd like to tell you about Janet. Okay. So this is all from, from Jan, who inherited the school from them. Um, it starts out like this. Janet, my mentor, my teacher, my buddy in laughter, thank you for giving purpose to my life by following your footsteps as the second director for School for Young Children. You showed me how young children learn by playing, even before the research validated this. And it is as true today as it was when you began SYC. You taught us to express how you feel even when you're mad and learn to do it appropriately and don't break things on purpose. <laughs> you taught us how to problem-solve conflicts together, which kids can do if helped and coached, and to let children risk by climbing trees, running in the hallway, yelling in the running room, and teach reading by reading to kids every day. I am so thankful that I met you and found the right place for my children and my children's children. All eight grandkids went to SYC, and my daughter is now a teacher at SYC, and she's a good one. Janet has been so important in my life. When I visited SYC the first time, I could see something different happening than was happening to my oldest son, who was in another preschool where he didn't like to go. I knew nothing about child development in those days, but just thought kids should go to preschool. By the time the se uh, my second child was ready for preschool, I had discovered SYC. The difference I saw was the way teachers talked with the children, like they were people. <laughs> the way teachers accepted children's feelings. The tone was noisy, happy, and accepting. I wanted to be at that school. I fell in love with SYC and the program and the teachers and Janet and Lee. I learned, for one thing, that SYC was based on child development instead of preparation for kindergarten. <laughs> and SYC directors knew that kids developed at different rates. The SYC program was wonderful, plus the retreats where I learned to play as an adult. Um, and just a, a side note, my mom was a teacher at this school, and mm -hmm. she would go off on these retreats where all the SYC teachers would get together and hang out at a cabin or a hotel room or something. They'd get away from everything and just laugh and have the funniest times <laughs> together. So I think this is really important part of nurturing the adults. Yeah. So back to what she was saying, um, the retreats where I learned to play as an adult were life-enriching to me and the whole staff. SYC teachers were full of the joy of living, and that transferred to the kids as they played and played. Today, each time I enter SYC classrooms to watch children and help out in the class, I am driven by Janet's spirit to see the strengths of each child as children struggle to learn how to get along and make sense of the world. How SYC has managed to maintain that play-minded program amid the pressure to read sooner and sooner, that is a gift to children. They learn social and emotional skills, which will help them the rest of their lives. Your school is still going strong, Janet. 
Play is the curriculum for learning, and kids learn to speak up for themselves and solve problems while having fun. And they're dealing with their own problems, and the whole time they're in the class. They can go outside whenever they want. And she says, unless when it's below 20 degrees, which <laughs> living up in northern Michigan, <laughs> I think that's funny because for us it would be more like negative 20 degrees. <laughs> but anyway, they can go outside anytime the whole school day. Um, unless they consider it too cold. Um, I feel fortunate that um, the first UU Church of Columbus has supported such an important educational program and that for 50 years, something um, as important as SYC is thriving. Janet, your legacy lives. Uh, that is incredibly sweet. I, I, I now wish I would have known Janet. And luckily, there's lots of people like her in the world, people who really get kids, believe in kids. And I think what was special about her, too, and I've learned this more from uh, my mother and the adults in my life, because I was, I was a kid at the time, I didn't really notice, yeah. but how she uh, could relate and, and nurture the adults around her, too. So she was able to nurture the kids and respect them as people, <laughs> but also nurture and respect the adults as people. And not everybody has the skills to, to move through both worlds, because I think those times of getting together and, and being playful ourselves and remembering to take time for the joy, they did this two or three times. The whole staff would have long weekend retreats two or three times every school year. Um, and that's that's quite a lot to, you know, bring yourself out of your family or whatever life you're in and just get together and have a blast. Um, we all need to do more of this and, and get that joy and zest of life back in us so that we can give of ourselves um, to the kids. Yeah, we have to have to charge up and charge up and decompress. I think it's what those moments end up being being like. One of my most joyful experiences when it comes to going to conferences is not necessarily the session. Some of them are delightful, but the, the hanging around with peers you haven't seen for a while in, in the hotel and conference centers in, in between the sessions. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, those moments where you, where you get to build those bonds and, and blow off steam and laugh together and, and cry together and have those experiences are, are incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that, you know, as we, luckily back in 1969, when this school was founded, this was a little bit more, there were, there were schools that were pushing academics, but this is a little bit more uh, natural mm -hmm. to have a, a, a play-based type program. And it's becoming, um, I think, hopefully getting a little more natural again. But the, um, the years have been fighting hard against play. And it just says so much that her power and spirit have kept the program strong, even when she passed it on to the next generation. Um, there's only been, besides the co-founders, there's only been four directors over 50 years oh, of this school. And right now we have two co-directors. So having that long-term mentoring of the next group so that you have continuity of philosophy, even um, as new kids and new families and new teachers come in the door, that you still have um, that strong, strong gift to children 
that Janet and Lee set up 50 years ago. Speaking of that, Heather, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, do you, do you know anything about their onboarding practices at that program when it comes to new staff? About how they make sure people... <laughs> yeah, they grow them organically. They raise them up. <laughs> Everybody used to be a kid. Well, some of it's that way. I mean, there are, as they say, um, Jan's daughter, who uh-huh. used to go there, is now a teacher. So she's really steeped in the culture. Um, not only did she, her mom, but her school days and then her own you know, family and, and school yeah. life. But there's also, most of, the, most of the teachers come from the pool of parents who send their kids there. Oh, cool. So they tend to be the parent who who sends their kid to the school and then hangs around and asks questions or just becomes so attracted to the program. Um, so it's that's how my mother ended up there for 40 years. <laughs> she found her spot, and she kind of wouldn't leave, and so they hired her. No, but she was soaking it up. Uh-huh. I think it's that person who says, ah, I found my home, and I need to learn more from these amazing people. And that's what they do. They spot them. They spot each other, uh-huh. and they end up growing future teachers from the, the families that come to the school. Well, that's beautiful. Because a, a lot of programs, they really struggle with that, first finding people and then finding people that are going to be on the same page philosophy and mission and, and practice-wise or, or getting them on that same page is, is something a lot of programs mm-hmm. struggle with. So that, that And kind then of... the other thing they do, because they have more than one teacher in a class, is they pair up somebody. My mother was often paired up with somebody because uh-huh. she'd been there for – there were a lot of people who'd been there 20, 30, and 40 years. So uh-huh. one of the old-timers uh, would be paired up. And um, sometimes my mother would make, uh, she's a very gentle soul, but she would make a little wry comment such as, so-and-so is coming along after they've been a teacher for eight years or nine years. (laughs) (laughs) And they're coming along nicely. Uh But I still think my presence in the room is helpful to them, meaning they have a lot to learn still. She wouldn't quite come out and say it that way. But her just having, um, the directors would always, pair people up so that there were newer teachers in the classroom with more experienced teachers who were very solid in the philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that way, you're not just learning it, you're soaking it up and breathing it and overhearing it. I think overhearing how somebody else is dealing with a potential conflict or whatever might be going on um, is so instructive. And then someday you realize, oh, I know what to do in this situation. Yeah. I've heard it and soaked it up so many times. Yeah, that's that's why I, I love the idea of apprenticeship as a way of growing early learning professionals, which is what that really sounds like a lot. You can you can I mean, you can get stuff out of the book learning, but that being there in the moment with somebody who's who's experienced that moment many times before in their profession is it seems to be a, a much solider way of of learning to do this profession well. That sounded, well, I yeah, guess that I ended mean, up like not, a, as a question. <laughs> it's not computer programming. I mean, it's not something like this is how you drive a car. Uh-huh. Uh, people are these, they change all the time, and you have to be flexible and change with them. Even as your core philosophy stays the same, you have to uh, be fluid. And and it's just like learning how to parent or learning how to be a human. It, mm-hmm. it takes a while, and it, it, you have to be able to go with the flow. And I think having a mentor by your side is is um, absolutely the best way to learn. 
In fact, and, most parents would probably like to have one of these people hanging around in their living room. Yeah, just have <laughs> You know? Oh, you know what to do. Great. Can you take over now? Well, you, you, you made that easier with the books, Heather. You made that easier for them. They've, they've kind of got, they've got kind of the essence of uh, you and your mom and, and Janet all, all wrapped up in those two books. So those are, those are why I, I really value them as, as, uh, as, as tools for, for parents and people working in the profession. Yeah, and that's the so, even though I think having a, a live human in your room with you is the best way. Yeah. The reality is we don't all have that. And I certainly lived in a town that was pretty far away from from where you could access that. Mm-hmm. So the the book is a and the podcast are ways to uh give you what you might need, give you that shoulder, give you that voice that you need to hear um even when you don't have it in person. Yeah. Any more about Janet that we should know? Well, you know, just all of you who are um, sparks just the way she is that have gone off. They've, you've read the book. I, I've been told by many people, I've read your book and I've gone out to found a new preschool based on these principles. You know, keep strong and know that you are influencing literally generations of people who make this world a better place. So thank you to all you new pioneers and thank you for honoring with me today one of the pioneers that has touched all of our lives. That's that's beautiful. Um, oh, Heather, let's throw this out to the listeners. If there's anybody out there that has uh, started a program based on the Renegade Rules, uh, when your program celebrates its 50th, uh, 50th anniversary, get a hold of us. Uh, give us a couple months uh, 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 warning, and then and, and we'll have you on the podcast to celebrate your uh, program's 50th year. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure... When we're when we're both rounding, you know, ninety five, a hundred, we'll we'll still be recording the show, huh, Heather? Oh yeah, sounds good. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So so there we <laughs> well, go. Well, even if you have, even if you're not reaching your fiftieth, we'd love to hear from you. Hear how it's going. Yeah, thirtieth, twenty fifth, fifth. Uh, the second year operation, any of that, we'd, we'd always love to hear what's going on with you. And, uh, hey, listeners, keep uh, keep tuning into the show. We appreciate it. If you have questions, get a hold of us on the, the social media, uh, and uh, we'll get back to you. And we will be back to you very soon with another episode. Thanks uh, for listening, and, uh, and go out there and be a Janet. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.